0: blessings to you our friends. We are the ancestral medicine women, healing from the past for the present and the future. We want to welcome everybody to the year 2015, the earth year 2015 and we want to uh, wish everybody very well on their journey so far uh, and wish them very well on their journey to come. Now, what we want to talk about for this uh, coming year is not just about this coming year, two thousand and fifteen. We actually want to look at this as a time period so if you imagine that uh, there was the the belief from some people that at the you know two thousand and twelve was going to mark the end of Humanity or the end of the world, and there was lots of distress about that. And then that didn't happen. Some people already knew that it was not going to be the end, it was just going to be the mark of a new era. But what is interesting about that, lots of people did feel that it was going to end. And then it didn't. And so that left a lot of, before, a lot of tension and distress. And then afterwards, There was also tension and distress, there was stress, there was uh, bewilderment, there was not knowing what's going on, there was a whole lot of emotions. So we look at the past two years as being healing years, where people could get back from that chaos of not knowing, not understanding, but also relief, uh, to that really messed up or disrupted their own personal equilibrium, but also the equilibrium of the whole planet, really, in some way, change the vibration to this nervous energy. And then over these two years, there is uh, like a healing period. Some people call that recalibration. Yes, it is recalibration. Uh, But... For us, it's more, when you say recalibration, there is recalibration from one, when you recalibrate, it becomes new. You know, there is a difference. But we would say, yes, there has been recalibration, but it's actually, and whilst there has been development, actually what it has done, these two years have allowed people to heal and to come back to themselves. Come back to themselves. And so whilst there has been some recalibration, it's really not brought people back to what they were before, because of course you can't ever go back to what you were before, but it has just sort of given people, people are feeling more a sense of oneness or control or back to back to a sort of normality. So that was, the, the past years we see that as a real healing period where people could come back to themselves. Now we are coming into what we are saying is a new time period, not just 2015, not just 2016. We're not going to say it's going to be three years, 10 years. We're not going to give a time period because when you do that, then you really limit it. Then people say, oh, in this period of time, this, we have to achieve this and we have to do that. And, and then if they don't do it, then they feel that they can't do it, that they're d- depressed and stressed. We're not talking about any kind of time period that has a limitation. We're just talking about a period in time that's coming up, the next period. And what we want to talk about, really, and what we want to bring to people about this time is not so much about a healing and striving for the self. We're not saying that you should abandon that. We're not saying that you should should abandon... uh, you know, expansion of the self, really getting to know the self and uh, understanding the self. We're not saying that at all. But what we want pe- what we are urging people to do is to incorporate that in with something else. And that other thing is taking other people on that journey with you. Now, that does not mean that you go out into the streets and you try to convert everybody to your brand or spirituality. It doesn't mean that uh, you start a cult or that, uh, you know, you go off and write books and thrust them down people's throats. That's not what we're saying. What we are saying is that there is, we see there is a lack in some human societies of what is commonly seen or called mentorship, mentorship. You know, when you look at the, 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 the magazines that you see in the, in the, in the shops, and when you look at the, the televisions, and when you look at, uh, you know, anything in the media, there are role models. You can call them role models in the media. What are these role models? Some of them are, Uh, very uh, good, if you like to use that word, very productive role models, like, let's say, uh, the Dalai Lama, or uh, you have got people that go out into the world, you've got organizations like um, UNICEF, uh, Oxfam, Then you've got people like scientists who are like David Suzuki who go out there and Tim Flannery. Right? They go out into the world and they try to effect positive change. They're trying to be productive, right? And in that they are a role model. But what is interesting is that the younger people in the world. And let's focus a little bit more on the Western world, but the developing countries, it's becoming more and more like this as well. The younger people, who are they using as their role models? Who are they focusing on? And we would uh, get you to, we would ask you to question that. Now, we're not saying that all of their role models, their rock bands or the actress or... uh, you know, other people like that, sports people, are bad role models, not at all. Because in many respects, most of those people that work in those industries are very productive. They work very hard to go out into the world to be the best that they can be. And yes, they make some uh, mistakes, what are seen as mistakes along the way. They drink too much and they cause a fight or what have you. But it's... uh, only known because they are who they are they cannot be uh, they're not gods but they are seen as gods they are portrayed as gods in the media gods or goddesses and so when they do fall it's uh seen as a really terrible thing which puts a lot of stress on them but what it also does is it look at the the the, the youth or the young people they it becomes then not a god, but an idol. An idol. And when you have the word idol, very close to that word, behind it, beside it, on top of it, in front of it, is the word ideal. Ideal. And they look at these... uh people who are pushed by media and uh, maybe by their uh, families by their sporting codes as you know as the stars as the people to look at the people that are changing the face of the earth and they are become the ideal that's what we should strive for we should strive to never wear the same dress twice we should strive to always have the beautiful makeup and the hair perfect. We should strive to, uh, you know, be loud and brash and, you know, get to the limelight. That's what we should strive for. And we're not saying that all young people, or people, not just young people, right? Because we want to make a differentiation here. And uh, this is not being discriminatory or judgmental, but we want to make a, a, a definition here that there is the group of people that are attracted to spirit and who are attracted to healing and change for themselves and for others and work very consistently, lovingly, compassionately to that angle. And then there are other people Now you see, it looks like we're being judgmental, but we're not. Because we're just using it for this moment in time. Because we're talking to this group of people who are the healers. The the lovers, the compassionate ones, the ones that go out there and want to change the world, if you like, in their own small way. That's who we're talking to right now. And... So we come back to this idea of, uh, what is out there for role models, these idols that become the ideal. And we ask, how are they nourishing? Because when you think of nourishment, it is not fleeting. It is not, uh, you know, a, a blip in the, in the long picture of, of, of humanity. Nourishing has the idea or the concept behind it, the essence of something that has longevity. So if you eat a nourishing meal, the nourishing meal is, the idea is that it's not going to give you a quick uh, high and then a drop, you know, like coffee does or chocolate and things like that. A nourishing meal has this idea that you eat it and then over a very long in the very long, could be several hours, period of time, that nourishment is going to sustain the human, right? Sustain you at a level that is consistent. So when we look at the role models that are being pushed onto people, and they're there one day, gone the next, this type of thing, they're not nourishing so that means that people are living their lives in high and low high and low but quick high and low up down up down up down one minute it's this person the next minute it's that person the next one minute is this thing the next minute is that thing and we do not see that that provides nourishment for the long haul for the long haul now there is lots of uh, uh evidence to show that if humans look after their body the physical body with food, exercise, and so on, when they're young, you know, into their, maybe early, uh, into their thirties and whatever, they will actually have a longer, more sustained and consistent physical existence well into their seventies and eighties. If they bash their body with drugs and bad food and, uh, exercise that is to the extreme, uh, late nights, uh, you know, drinking and smoking when they're young, then they will be in their 40s and 50s and be really like old people. There's lots of evidence to show that. The same with uh, emotional and, and uh, if you like, mental stresses, because what we're talking about, there are physical stresses. Emotional and mental stresses. If somebody has been through... Uh, If a child starts their life in war and then has lived most of their life in war, they will be old before their time. Not just because they've seen a lot and they are world-weary or world-wise, but because the strain on their body is huge. It's enormous. So we see the same thing in this kind of environment where the role models are here today, gone tomorrow, This fat, that fat. And so their lives are up to a sharp point, down to a sharp point. Up to a sharp point, down to a sharp point. And that's not consistent. It's not... You can have waves, right? You can have waves. We're not saying that it needs to be in a straight line. You can have waves. But it needs to have nourishment, right? It needs to have consistency, some level of consistency. So what we're basically... The crux of what we're saying right now is to all of you healers out there, we believe the time has come for you to step up. For you to be role models. And not the kind of role models that we've just been talking about, up and down, up and down. But the kind of role models that offer compassion and consistency. Because we really need the humans of the planet To get a grip. To get a grip. And to get a grip and stop, you know, making the run for uh, the riches, if you like, whatever they might be, and find when you get there you're so exhausted you have to come down because you've exhausted, and then you go back up and down. We actually need the humans of this planet to get a grip and to see their larger picture and to see their effect individually and as a group, not just on the planet, because there's a lot of focus on Gaia, right? And how humans are affecting Gaia and impacting on that. But there's also, if you think of the the Earth, right, as a sphere, and then on top of the Earth, there are humans, right? Imagine there's another Sphere around, right, on top of the Earth. If the focus is on Gaia completely, then that's good for Gaia in some way, but you also have to focus on the human element, right? So we want, what we're trying to achieve here is that it's not just Gaia that's looked at how humans are impacting on Gaia and how they are, you know, affecting to destroy Gaia. And then, you know, the atmosphere around. But actually, the humans themselves. Because we believe they're not really being taken into account. Yes, there are these groups that go and they help uh, developing countries or people in famine to find water and to plant their crops and things like that. But we're not really... That's the first step. That's the physical step. What we're looking at is the energetic step. The energetic step. To change the face of humanity. From being self-serving and in the moment, to looking at the nourishment for longevity. Now, there are many schools of thought that you say you live in the present. You don't look behind and you don't look in front, you just live in the present. And we say, yes, you have to live in the present. But the present is always... Do you understand that? The present is always, you're always in the present. Even if you're planning in some respect for the future, you're doing it in the present. In the present! You're not doing it in the future, you're doing it in the present. So you're always in the present. So when we say, if you think of just being in the present, you cannot ever think of longevity, of the nourishment that takes this group of, this uh, species of being, to more wonderful, uh, greater strides, right? You you just can't, because you're always in the present, just on this one spot. But if you start to think that the past, the present, and the future are actually the same, they're all in the present, because the past affects the present, the the, the future affects the present, the present affects the past and the future, you're always there. Right? In the present. So, that, if you can imagine, if you can really get your mind around that concept, then you can see that whatever you do right now, whatever is happening right now, is the future. So if right now we are looking at the uh, the Kim Kardashians of the world and holding them up as the, the role model. And you might laugh at that, but you can believe us when we say there is a large proportion of people in uh, Western worlds that look at them and think, oh, wow, that's something to strive for. And we're not saying that they're bad people, that it's nothing to strive for. But what they represent is not for longevity. It's not nourishing. It's in that one particular spike of the moment and then it comes back down so what we're saying is what we would like the healers of the the planet to do is to start understanding that you can be a role model for nourishment and compassion and longevity and expansion and continuity of the human species how can you do that? Well, that has to be your decision. But, for example, you can uh, start to think that your spirituality is mainstream. It's completely normal. And that's going to be very hard for some people, because people that are, not all people, but some people who are into uh, not religious spirituality, you know, institutional spirituality, but their own brand of spirituality, where they see the oneness and uh, all of this type of thing, shamanic, etc. They, and you might say, oh, that's not me, mothers, but we can tell you that's a large proportion. They see that as separate, as different. Maybe not better, But in some cases, yes. But it's different. And by making it like that, it's a little bit inaccessible to the general public, if you like. So what we want to say to you is you have to start thinking that your brand of spirituality, some people use that word paganism. We don't like that because, you know, that's where we come from and we didn't call it paganism. But, uh, you know, that's the general branding. Of one of one type of uh, spiritualism, then there are there are many other brands, right there are many other types we need we believe that if these people can take it and say, "This is mainstream, this is normal normal right now, and that means that if it's normal, then it's nothing to be frightened of, and it is accessible and as people that are living that. You are not going to be high priests or high priestesses or in charge like cults, but you are going to be living that and therefore being a role model. The way you speak, the way you dress, the way you think, the way you live, the way you eat. Every part of that is part of your spirituality. Make no mistake about that. It's your part, it's part of your spirituality. And if you can make that mainstream, right? That it's, think about it as being, I am just completely normal, I am absolutely accessible to everybody. Then that is a first step to changing the perceptions of those people around you. Now, the thing is, you will have some difficulties, and some people will already have experienced this, that there are very entrenched, uh, institutionalized belief systems around. And they look at this very, because most people who are uh, healers have a very open sense of spirit. right? They might believe that uh, there is God, but they don't believe that God is an individual, generally. They believe that God is like, if you think about it, in a way, like an aura, and that we're all <clears throat> part of that, right? Uh, they think that there is the oneness of the universe, that we are all part of that oneness. So yes, the language is is similar, if you think about that God is the one God, and and so on, but they don't think that God is one, God is everything. So there is going to be, Fear piled upon this idea that what you healers believe can be mainstream, that everybody can participate, everybody can be this. And so there will be uh, calls for the, the, the devil are here, that there are witches and such like. And all we can say is stand strong and just keep saying to yourself, My brand of spirituality, whatever that might be, however I I, I live it, whether it's healing and what have you, is founded in the white light, in the bright light, not in what they are saying in the dark light, the darkness, but in the bright light. And if you can really honestly say that, then you can keep strong. Of course, everybody has moments of darkness in their life. And they might think, oh, but I have this way that I um, think about people or deal with people or whatever, and it's I don't like it, it's quite dark. Well, that's another topic, because we say embrace that darkness and bring it into the light, right? Don't separate it and say, oh, that's my darkness. Embrace it and bring it into the light. And you will see that it can help you in the light. But that's a, another topic altogether. So that's the first thing to bring, to imagine that you're not different, you're not special, you're not um, uh, better. Nothing like that. You are absolutely available. Anybody can participate and be in your spiritual space. It can be mainstream. If we can do that, then that will just be It will be made available to everybody. The other thing is that you can actually think of yourself as a mentor. You are a mentor. You can go to, you know, young people to refuge centers or what have you. And you can go there and you're not trying to convert them, right? You're not trying to make them like you. But you are trying to say to them, there are other ways that you can live your life these are some of the ways. This is some ways to think about life. Not in a very narrow sense, but can you think about it very broadly. You might find that you are really attracted to nature. You might find that, in that we mean trees and plants. You might find somebody else, you are really attracted to the water. You might find, so you're saying to people, go and find what it is that makes you enlivened. Right? Because, even though we're talking about the whole of humanity, only the individual can find what they are really aligned with, what they are really attracted to, what really nourishes them. Only the individual can do that. And that's what you're trying to say. You don't have to follow any kind of religion, any kind of spirituality. You don't have to do that. But what is very nourishing for you and what I would like to help you with as a mentor is to help you find where you fit in to this world. Where you fit into humanity. Where you can be nourished. Where you can live a long and consistently nourished life. That's my job. And that's what we say to healers. That's our message for this time period. We would urge you to become mentors to the rest of the planet, actually, and say to them, we don't want you to be like me. You can never be like me, because I'm completely individual and unique in my beliefs and the way that I express it. But, perhaps I can help you also become like that. Become your one true self. Find out what you're really aligned with, what really makes you tick, what really nourishes you, That's what I would like to do as your mentor, not make you like me, not draw you in to my web, but actually give you the skill to be who you are. And that's what we urge healers in this time period, not just 2015, but this time period is to actually become mentors and go out to the world. and see where there are people who are floundering who are lost who are pinning all of their hopes and ideals and and uh, and their their money and their their beings onto f- things that are so fleeting that they are hardly even seen in the 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 history of the human right hardly even seen they're pinning their hopes on that find these people don't bombard them, don't, uh, you know, make them feel bad about themselves, but help them, mentor them to be and to find who they are, where they want to be, and to help them find alignment within themselves. Because lots of people who, you know, go from this fad to that fad, to uh, this person to this person, to this idea to this idea, actually, they're just not nourished. They're not nourished, they're lost they're they're in complete chaos, so they're trying to they, they grab hold of every little thing that they can that they think is the thing that's going to take them to that point of completeness and we say that only you can take yourself to the point of completeness, but people need help with that, and that's what we are urging all of the healers be that person, be that person that can help people to reach that point. But you're going to have to go out and find them. You can't wait for them to come to you. A business card and a website's not enough. You're actually going to have to go out there and find. Maybe what you want to do is actually to to uh, make together with a group of healers that you know like a consortium, a cooperative, so that you are not an individual going into places... Uh, by yourself, right? But you're actually going in with a group of people who are all different, who are all different in their modalities and in their beliefs and in the way they express and feel. And you go into, like we said, youth refuges or uh, to homeless people or to schools. And you go in there and you give them this hope, this kind of hope and this kind of offering that actually you can live in this world as a complete and total human being without being part of something that's uh, an organized uh, religion or uh, part of this uh, system or that system. You can still be within it, right? You can be within it and work within it, of course, because that's how humans work. But you can be complete within that. You can be nourished and fulfilled within that. That's what we that is our message for this time period. We hope that uh, somebody out there uh, has gained something from this, and we really hope that this message infiltrates over the next time period the consciousness of many, many healers. We hope that those people find the courage and the purpose to extend themselves and in so doing extend other people, other humans, so that it's not just Gaia that humans understand they are impacting, but that they are impacting all of humanity with every step that they take, no matter how small. Many blessings to you, and we wish you all the very best for this coming time. Thank you very much. Thank you.